Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving business professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to have so much fun because, once again, we're talking with someone halfway around the world. I love it when we get to do that. Um, But more importantly, we're talking about something that is so near and dear to my heart, and that's podcasting. And so please join me in welcoming Kelly Glover to our program today. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you, Deb. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm so excited to chat all things podcasts. I know. It's going to be so much fun. And as my longtime listeners can tell, I've still got this crud going on with my nose, but that's okay. You know, we, we just have so much fun chatting anyway. So let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this. So Kelly Glover specializes in booking podcast tours for entrepreneurs and authors. She started podcasting in 2007 and has an 18-year track record working in media and talent management. She hosted her own syndicated radio show, worked as a talent agent, celebrity interviewer, and has produced award-winning podcasts. Kelly is the founder of The Talent Squad and is here to teach the benefits of podcast guesting strategy and how you can get not only ready to pitch and get booked on these shows, but how to actually ace your interview. So again, Kelly, welcome. Thank you, Deb. I'm so happy for you to ask me all the questions. What are your FAQs? Tell me everything. Well, first of all, How'd you start doing this? You know, why, what, what made this become your passion? Yeah, so I've been in media for about 18 years. I mm-hmm. actually went to college in Ohio. You might recognize from the sound of my voice, I am Australian. Hi, you've got a very I, Ohio accent. <laughs> but I went to college in Ohio. I'm a bobcat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did internships in Hollywood, though. So I knew I always wanted to be in entertainment and media. I started mm-hmm. out at mm-hmm. the film companies in Miramax, was an entertainment reporter, mm-hmm. and ended up getting into talent agencies and eventually into radio. So I was mm-hmm. a radio host. Great. And moved back to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and quickly discovered with this accent, couldn't get a job on air. And podcasting had been in for a while. I'd been podcasting Mm -hmm. since 2007 (coughs) and started writing show notes, guest booking, Mm -hmm. um, moved on to producing, and then I opened up my own agency. So it's sort of been an evolution because when I started, Facebook wasn't invented. Mm -hmm. No one had a mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Podcasts weren't invented. So it's all sort of it's been exciting to see the beginning of podcasting mm-hmm. and then how quickly it's advanced, even just right. in the last two years while I've oh. been working full time. It's, it's a phenomenal growth curve. Um, and why do you think that is? Why do you think podcasting has become so popular? Because your phone. You can do it anywhere, anytime, and you can do something else. So, mm-hmm. And I think people are... 
I look at them as all, we're all little individual pods wandering around, but Mm -hmm. it's a way to be by yourself and still be connected, which I Mm -hmm. think people want a lot of these days. Mm -hmm. And people want to learn things and be educated, but also Mm -hmm. be entertained. Right. So I think that um, podcasting seems it's just at the right time Mm-hmm. for everybody and and it can be anything right mm-hmm. there's a podcast on escalators if you've got an interest there's a podcast for it escalators <laughs> escalators there's a po- trust me it's true mm-hmm. there's a podcast on escalators mm-hmm. so it's a way for people to get niche programming because right. it used to be broadcast and mm-hmm. you have to watch a show and oh it's seven o'clock on a tuesday i know i know we've got on demand mm-hmm. media now but also I think it's given a platform to real people give right. their expertise to people we would never have heard from 10 years ago. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm one of the old PR people who mm. used to pitch stories to the media. So I was on the other side of what you were doing. And, you know, it was it, even, you know, this was when we were in Denver. There were the four networks there. And, you know, even it, it was always very difficult. Now, you know, I worked for the American Cancer Society. So we had some pretty good topics, pretty good speakers, all sorts of things to pitch. And it was very difficult. And we were lucky if we got picked up and got a two-minute interview, uh, you know, because there's, there was clearly so much that they were having to, to put in on, uh, you know, other, other news, things like that. And so to me, that's part of the appeal of a podcast is you, you know, you can pitch to thousands of people now. And there's anything from, you know, I did an interview the other day on a nine minute program to things like mine that are an hour long. And and so you, you have such a wide variety. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head of First of all, two minutes. Podcasts can be up to an hour so you can go deeper mm-hmm. and you're looking for that content rather than you happen to walk past the TV, this segment's on, it's two minutes, you've seen it or you mm-hmm. haven't seen it. And podcasts are giving the microphone to people that would not have had that access. Right. So with you talking about the company that you worked for, mm-hmm. you were a PR department pitching that out and still mm-hmm. couldn't get spots. Right. But now, and this is evergreen as well. Mm-hmm. So the benefits of podcasting, uh, everyone has a platform, everybody has an out and everyone's expertise is highlighted. Mm-hmm. So there's more breadth and depth than just the few people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and of course, when we were pitching something that was going to run on the news, it was, okay, everybody needs to watch at 2.53 p.m. <laughs> now we could record it on the, the VCR, you know, because this is before DVRs. And, you know, and of course there were services that would record it for you and the station would also. But, you know, now because of this, you know, we, we've got our phones and, you know, we can listen anytime we want. And that's, that's why I think one of the, the reasons are, is that podcasts have really taken off. You know, I have so many people that tell me, oh, I, I listen to your program on my commute when I'm working out, you know, all these various things. And, and that's what I think is, is really one of the biggest appeals is it's totally on demand. Yeah. I think if you think of like a social Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, any of the other mediums, you have to be looking at it and have your undivided attention, mm-hmm. right? right? But with podcasting, you don't. You can do something else at mm-hmm. the same time. And I think people view podcasting as well as an individual item. So with a post, you might read some of it. You might read mm-hmm. some headlines. With the TV, you might watch a little bit of it. Right. But with a podcast, it's almost like a book where 
you hear people say, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Mm-hmm, right. So they're listening to the full experience. Mm-hmm. You're in the middle of a book. Mm-hmm. You don't read a chapter of a book and leave it. Right. You read the mm-hmm. whole book. Mm-hmm. So when they start an hour-long podcast, they consume, eight, the, the stat is 86% mm-hmm. of listeners listen to all or most of the podcast. Wow. And if that's 30 to 60 minutes, mm-hmm. that is a lot of content and mm-hmm. they're focused solely on news. So I think it really is a beneficial medium. Plus, mm-hmm. you can read a post, but you can't get someone's personality. You can't right. get their excitement. You can't get mm-hmm. their intonation. So it actually, for small business owners, expedites the know, like, and trust factor mm-hmm. because and it's about gut feeling a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You're like, right. I like that person. Mm-hmm. Great. I don't like that person. Great. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to help separate your audience and if you want to hear more or not. Right. Plus, it, of course, not to mention the expert status. Mm-hmm. It instantly raises you to expert status, helps mm-hmm. you get exposure. Right. And talking about everyone having an outlet, everyone also has a personal brand. Mm-hmm. You're either creating your personal brand these days or it's getting created for you. doesn't right. matter. You don't choose to have right. one. You no, you, you one have like it or one. Not. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, it's expert status, it's personal branding, and also something that's overlooked in podcasting, which is hugely important, is the relationship. Right. So if you, and that's the relationship between, there's a few happening actually. Mm-hmm. It's between the audience and the host. Mm-hmm audience and the guest and the guest and the host. So if you are guesting on podcasts, Mm -hmm. sometimes the most beneficial relationship can be with the host. Right. Oh, definitely. Rather than with Mm -hmm. the audience, because if you're often as you would know yourself, Deb, podcast hosts are business owners themselves. It's not their Mm -hmm. main thing that they're earning money from. Mm -hmm. It's in addition to what they're doing. So that's where all the referrals come in, Mm -hmm. cross promotion comes in, partnership comes in. Um, Even the host could be a client. Mm -hmm. You could be a client of theirs. So there's a, I just could go on and on and on and on as you can tell. And I already am Mm -hmm. about, (laughs) there's so much to podcasting. Mm -hmm. It's not just a chat. It really isn't. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because we are recording this on video, you know, and, and people can watch it on YouTube. Um, you know, we do have a channel for that. But I'll be honest, you know, it, it, that's not a huge number. And I think yeah. it is because it is an hour. It's exactly like you said on some of the other things. You know, it, it, you and I are very entertaining. But for somebody to sit and watch us for the whole hour, yeah. you know, we're not quite that entertaining. Now, they can, of course, just be listening to us. I mean, it's just like having the TV on all the time. Um, but, you know, for me, adding the YouTube channel is simply, you know, I'm, it, it is fun to be able to see my guests. It's fun for people who are watching to be able to see me and, and see my guests. But, of course, there is that little thing called SEO and the fact that Google owns YouTube. So it just kind of made sense to go there. But, you know... The, the main target is not for people who are going to watch this. It is for people who are going to listen to it as a podcast. Yeah, and I always reverse engineer things and think, how do I consume? How does mm-hmm. my sister, how does my mom, mm-hmm. how does my dad, who do, how do people that I know consume media? Mm-hmm. And you're right with Google and, the, uh, sorry, with um, YouTube and SEO, mm-hmm. main point. But if someone's watching a video and I was to watch a, a video of a podcast, I'm going in because I'm nosy and I want to see what they look like. Right. And I'll look at a few minutes of them mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. and then I'll probably have it in the background and right. listen to it. And right. I think that is probably how most people would mm-hmm. consume video in right. that way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's a podcast with pictures mm-hmm. as opposed to video that you can listen to, mm-hmm. right. in my opinion. 
And there's certainly there's a lot of people it. who've done that with their podcast. They don't have video at all. They just have the audio and then they have some type of image or, or something like that. Partially because they, you know, I, I did one of these. I actually, I got interviewed earlier this week. That's always fun. Um, and she said, you know, she never got the video to work right. So she decided that she wouldn't do that. And, and so she has it. Um, she just has a, a screenshot of, you know, her guest and, and things like that. And, and it, I think it's exactly as you said, you know, we look at it for a couple seconds. We think, oh, look. And then we go on about our business and it's in the background talking to us just like it would be a, a regular podcast. Yeah, I agree. And um, YouTube is the second biggest search engine. So to have it up there. So mm -hmm. when you do those keywords search, I think it's smart. I right. absolutely recommend that. So yeah. well done. Yeah. And it's fun. It's just for me, it's fun to actually be able to see my guest um, because it is, it's, it's like we're sitting and having a virtual cup of tea. We are. Well, I'm having a coffee. Yeah. I, I yes. have tea. <laughs> I have tea to try and convince my throat to keep working. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it is fun to be able to see, but you know, for, for many people, you know, what we want to talk about today is the fact that they should be considering as part of their marketing being a guest on podcasts. Um, you know, and, and of course, it, there's so many people that say, I don't, I don't have anything people would want to hear about. I don't have any, you know, I, I sound funny. Well, of course, I really sound funny right now, but, um, you know, I don't have the equipment. Now, granted, you and I have different equipment that costs a little bit more, but even at that, it's not expensive equipment. Um, you know, and, and so that's one of the things, because that, I think that's one of the biggest drawbacks that people tell me is, oh, it's cost too much. Nah, blue microphone here was under a hundred bucks. Um, I've got an earpiece, you've got a headset, you know, the whole setup is, is less than a couple hundred dollars. And, you know, and, and, but it's, it, it so that's kind of one of those things that can just go away, you know, okay, stop saying you can't do this because it's pretty easy. Um, but tell us, you know, why, because this is what you do, you know, you, when business owners come to you and, and say, you know, hey, Kelly, I might have something somebody wants to hear about. Take us through the whole process. Yeah. So upfront, Deb, yes, you can get set up for $100 to $150. So my setup is an ATR2100, mm -hmm. which along with the blue is the most common that you yep. can get. I think right now that microphone is about 70 bucks. Mm -hmm. Just Google it and you can come across any number of retailers yep. and mm -hmm. get it delivered to your door within 24 mm -hmm. hours. Then I've got a few little accessories on here. One is a shock mount. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was that's this part about, of mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about twelve bucks. Mm -hmm. The stand is about less than twenty dollars, and the pop cover is I remember two ninety nine, three dollars. Right. Yeah, so that's a hundred dollars setup. Mm -hmm. And then the headphones. I've got these headphones because I'm a former radio announcer. Mm -hmm. This is my comfort factor. I like them, mm -hmm. but whatever works. Right. So this setup, and this is um, just a USB mic. You can mm -hmm. get fancy ones with mixers, with mm -hmm. boom arms, whatever. But I still, for the yeah. at home, for the, yeah. if you're watching this on video, yep. it's just that I sit on my desk, mm -hmm. and when I travel, which I'm to, you know, Los Angeles, mm -hmm. New York, mm -hmm. and Sydney, I pop it in my suitcase. Yep. I take it with me. I plug it in, and I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, if you are investing in this, all you need is a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. Done, job done. <clears throat> yep. Um, and then I would always say go camera ready as well. So just invest in yourself. That's not yes. monetary mm -hmm. value. 
And do you have something interesting to say? Yes. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Even for me, I think everybody knows all this. It's so obvious. But what's obvious to you is not obvious to everybody else. And do a little self-audit at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And you can ask yourself some of these questions, which is what we ask our clients at the Talent Squad. What is no one else talking about but should be? That's Mm. the white space. Mm -hmm. Um, What are the FAQs? If there's something that people ask you all the time, Mm -hmm. that gives you an indication of what they don't know, what they think that you're an expert in and what Mm -hmm. you can actually answer. Mm -hmm. Because you might say, I get asked this all the time and to you it's nothing. But that's something that people don't know. Right. They wouldn't ask you if they... (laughs) So up front, it's who do you want to talk to? Mm -hmm. What do they want to know? And what do you want them to do as mm-hmm. a result of hearing you on a podcast? Mm-hmm. So there's three phases. There's the prep phase, like mm-hmm. the figuring out what you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's your messaging, your talking points, mm-hmm. your soundbite, figuring out the audience, which is what we just said. Mm-hmm. And then you need some assets before you pitch those. Mm-hmm. So you need your one sheet, mm-hmm. you need your online press kit. Mm-hmm. And again, the self audit of, okay, if I'm a producer and I get the pitch, this is even before you write your pitch, Mm -hmm. um, what's your website look like? What's your social look like? Mm -hmm. What do your headshots look like? Is your messaging consistent across the platforms? Mm -hmm. So you're going to get cross-check and verified. So you need to make sure that that's ready, which will take time, Mm -hmm. but you can just do, if if it's not an urgent thing, you can go, okay, well, this week I'm looking at socials and just go and do a tidy up of them and make sure it's consistent. Which you should be doing anyway. Yeah. So that's the prep side of it. Mm -hmm. And then with the pitching, it's what shows, um, it's finding shows, vetting shows, and then with the pitch, so you need your subject line. Mm -hmm. You need the body of the pitch. That's when you attach the one sheet. That's when you attach the press kit. And then then it's doing the interviews. So Mm -hmm. I think people think, I want to be on shows, I need to find a show, I need to pitch a show, I need to do the show. But there's mm-hmm. all the pre-work mm-hmm. um, because podcast is competitive. Right. So you come from PR, Deb. All that I've just said is PR mm-hmm. background. PR 101, in, yep. Mm-hmm. PR 101 in podcasting. So the context and content is the same. It's just the the av- the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get pitched all the time for your show. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear from you what you're seeing with people pitching you, how frequently you get pitched, what you like, what you Mm -hmm. don't like, because you are a show that people will and should be pitching. Well, thank you. Um, So it it has evolved over the years. um, Mm. And uh, I believe your program 529 or 28. Yeah. So we've been doing this quite a long time. Um, Originally, the program was a live interview format in a studio where my guest and I sat and looked at each other um, and that it has evolved, you know, as, as the years have evolved. But, you know, then, so our process has obviously evolved. And so what I look for when somebody pitches us is, first of all, did they even appear to go to the website for the program? You know, and many times they haven't. So that's kind of a red flag, um, you know, and, and we're actually, so as, as we're doing this program, it's mid-December um, and we already have enough people who have pitched to us and, and we do two programs a week that we have, we can fill the schedule through at least February, maybe March. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot of people who have pitched to us. Um, but yeah, I look for, do they even pay attention to the program or is somebody just going through a list? 
did they follow the procedure that we have? You know, because we've got a form that people fill out. Now, if I know them, I'm not going to make them fill out the form. Um, but I want them to, to fill out the form because that shows me, first of all, if they went to the website. Um, but then it, it's going to show because we ask for things like your, your uh, subject matter, your talking points. So, you know, now we don't ask how, you know, how many other programs have you done or anything like that. And I have had a couple of people who we have been their very first podcast, which biting off an hour podcast for your very first time kudos to them. <laughs> that was, and, and we did fine, you know, that was okay. But, um, but, you know, we, we ask for all of that up front because first we want to make sure that they're a good fit. Um, we don't turn down too many programs. You know, it, it has to be something that is so clearly not in any way business related that, that we will turn them away. And I like to be able to give them somebody else, you know, to, to pitch to, things like that. But um, even if it's something that doesn't, um, doesn't seem like it might fit, you know, we might look at it. You know, like we had someone who, you know, you mentioned the relationship between the, the host and the guest. She has since become a friend. And she pitched to us um, that she wrote a book on in vitro fertilization. And I'm thinking, hmm. <laughs> now, how is that? So we went back and I said, okay, this sounds very interesting, but. And so she said that she has quit her job. And this is now her business is to, to promote this subject and of course the book, but to, to talk to people. And, and so we talked about how she, and she, she was a guest on the program. And so we talked about how she marketed the book, um, you know, all the, the things that, that brought it back into being a business topic. But, you know, it is something that, that is very interesting is, you know, first and foremost, did, did somebody even pay attention to what the program is and what the format is? I've had people who have said, oh, we'll only talk for 15 minutes. Okay, well, it's a 58-minute program. So, sorry. <laughs> um, but I think that's, it, it goes to exactly what you were saying before. They need to have their ducks in a row before they ever contact me. Yeah, I think, and that goes to part of the sourcing, vetting and pitching. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's both ways. So is the show suitable for you, mm -hmm. but are you suitable for the show? Right. You'd be surprised how many people pitch shows that don't even have guests. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many <laughs> men pitch shows mm -hmm. that have only ever had women guests. Mm -hmm. And I think it comes with the growth of the industry in there were a few that started out being guest bookers mm -hmm. and then lots of virtual assistants do it where they just do copy and paste emails, right. hi, insert host name, really mm -hmm. love, insert episode title. Here's and why sometimes I'm they don't always do the right cut and paste and I'm like, oh. yeah. And so... <laughs> I always think if the answer is so what, who cares, then mm -hmm. the answer you're going to get is next mm -hmm. because it's not about you in the pit. It's mm -hmm. about the audience. It's mm -hmm. not even necessarily about the host. Right. So it's not like, hi, I want to come on your show and I'm great. Mm -hmm. It's hi, Deb. Um, I saw you talked about X, Y, Z, and I can see that this could be beneficial to mm -hmm. your audience and here's what I'm able to teach them. Mm -hmm. So it's not even about you. It's what right. you're bringing and value you're bringing to the audience that they mm -hmm. can learn something and do something by the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. right. Because I think with podcasting, it is highly practical. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're going to get entrepreneur stories and personal mm -hmm. stories in there, but people want as well as inspiration, something that they can take away and mm -hmm. do and in in doing their own business and their own life at the end of the episode. Right. You know, and we yeah. do get pitched by quite a few people who have written a book. 
Yeah. Yes. And I mean, that's just, that's, that's kind of a standard thing. And, and especially now that is one of the things is you write a book, you go on podcasts. Um, you know, it used to be, you wrote a book, you went on radio programs and TV programs. Now, you know, you, you, you add podcasts in there too. And I'm perfectly fine with that again, if the book pertains. Um, and I'm also fine with them selling on air. I mean, you know, that's the, I want them to pitch their company. We'll have you talk later about services that you provide. Um, but you know, and I'm, I'm cool with that, but again, it has to be business related. Yeah. So with authors and we book authors and entrepreneurs, but we don't, books can't talk. Books Mm -hmm. are a piece of paper. Books are not a person. Right. So what the answer to that is, so what, who cares? Mm -hmm. I want to come on your show and talk about a book. Great for you. It's actually content. It's the content (laughs) of the Mm -hmm. book what does the book teach the audience? Mm-hmm. And you are the author of the book. It's not mm-hmm. going on to speak about the book. Mm-hmm. And authors, we're very upfront. Um, we call it, well, we don't call it. I heard this from some tech people in Silicon Valley. It's called Bluff. Bottom line upfront. Ah. It's my, it's, yeah, bottom line. So the bottom line mm-hmm. upfront is nobody cares about the book. Right. Sorry. Right. It's so, and that's hard for authors to hear because mm-hmm. they've spent years getting mm-hmm. this book oh, yeah. out, hundreds, if not mm-hmm. thousands of hours, and they just want people to read the book and buy the mm-hmm. book. And I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But it's what in the book, the way that you set, uh, talk about, sell it, and explain it. And mm-hmm. then people are really buying you as mm-hmm. the author of the book, right. not the book itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, and, it's the and, no like and trust factor of the author mm-hmm. speaking about the subject matter as far as the book goes. So don't right. go in with, I'm an author, I've written a book, I want to come on the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Go in with, here's the problem to, your mm-hmm. audience has, here's the solution, mm-hmm. I want to come in. And by the way, I'm an expert because I've written a book about it. Right, right. So it's mm-hmm. the same mission mm-hmm. repackaged in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and and, and it's, it's interesting with authors because there are some that really are just the, you know, and, and I can tell usually from the pitch, you know, here's my book and, you know, and, and, and I'm going to talk about my book. I wrote this book. Okay. Um, you know, and, and, and then it, what's really funny is, you know, before I'm, if I'm going to talk about it on the air, then they need to give me a copy of the book. That can be an e-version, so it doesn't cost them anything. Um, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. But if I'm going to be discussing it, I, read, I will read it, and I read it. You know, that's, that is one of those things that, that I do, is if I'm going to talk to somebody about their book, I have read it. But, you know, it's, it is, it's about the content of the book. And I've had a couple of, of guests who have come on who, you know, have, have really gotten caught in the, well, in chapter two. No, hard no, hard yeah, and with that, with our author clients and you saying, yeah, we always send a hard copy of the book, mm-hmm. and but as a guest, don't expect that all the hosts will have read the book. Right. It's so actually pretty Deb, unusual. You are the exception mm-hmm. to the rule. That is not always the case. Mm-hmm. That's a gift, and I would be so excited if I'd written a book and you had read the whole thing. So what? that's something with talking about being prepared for the interview mm-hmm. and doing the actual interview mm-hmm. How does an author handle it mm-hmm. when the host hasn't read the book? And mm-hmm. how do you go on and be a guest on the show without being a jerk and saying right. in chapter 12, page 23, paragraph mm-hmm. two, I speak about that, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because you have to buy the book. Nobody oh, yeah. wants to mm-hmm. that. Nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's being um, gracious and 
oof, how do you say, being an expert in talking about mm-hmm. it without talking about it and being be someone that somebody mm-hmm. wants to hang out with, right? Mm-hmm. right and then they'll right. buy your book. Mm-hmm. Well, and the same thing goes for, you know, someone who is providing usually a service. Um, you know, they can't say, well, I'm only going to tell you part way through. Otherwise, you know, you have to hire me. And, no. you know, it's like, no, uh-uh. Leave, you know, when, leave it all on the table. Yeah. Give everything mm-hmm. away. It's the no like and trust factor. Mm-hmm. And if people like you, they will want to work with you. So, and everyone has a different approach. Mm -hmm. Like I'm bluff, bottom line up Mm -hmm. front. Mm -hmm. If you don't like that, then you're not going to like me. Mm -hmm. And that's fine because we've gotten rid of each other out of their own. Mm -hmm. And I want to work with people that like me and you Mm want to work with people you like. So great. Right. You know, and, and it is about, you know, you are on the program to promote something, you know, and, and, but in, in a way it's just kind of a tease. Which, you know, and, and so maybe that's, so you give away the best part, but then if somebody's like, wow, that sounds really cool. I have to buy the book to find out more, or I have to contact them to learn more. Um, and, and, you know, those who are really good at doing that are the people who are very successful, um, you know, because they are giving you enough information that even if you don't go to their website or do anything else, it was still beneficial, but maybe they gave you enough information to pique your interest then to work with them. And if you think about, again, going back to reverse engineering and how we all buy things, mm-hmm. I've bought those $1,200 courses, but right. I didn't buy them after hearing somebody once. Mm-mm. I might have heard them on a podcast and mm-hmm. I might have gone to the website and I probably went back to the website dozens of times. Then right. I would have seen them on Facebook. I would have mm-hmm. seen them on Instagram. I would have watched a video. I would mm-hmm. have listened to them on more. Po- and then maybe a year later, I might buy the course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the usual timeline for everybody, but if it's a bigger, <clears throat> it's, you know, it's not five dollars so sometimes it is a longer pipeline Mm -hmm. and um that needs to be expected so for someone Mm -hmm. to buy something they're not going to buy you it's the first i'm not going to marry you on the first date right and that's exactly what Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. or if you want to put in gary vaynerchuk terms it's the jab 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 right hook Mm -hmm. yeah you need to give before you ask Mm -hmm. right definitely you know, and, and it's funny, one of the things, you, you know, when, when you were talking about, you know, researching programs, the other thing is, you know, your style, you know, is it going to work with the program? Um, you know, I, I've... You know, even though this is a podcast, there are still language rules. Um, you know, when I upload my program to iTunes, I have to say whether it's clean or not. Um, and it used to be even more. You know, when, when I was with Mile High Radio, I mean, there were the, the, the words that could not be said. Um, and, you know, there are people who just use salty language, shall we say. And, and now there, the cool thing is, there are podcasts where that's absolutely perfect. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to toss those words around, but you can't do it on my program. Um, and I've only ever had, we, we only ever had one person who dropped the F-bomb. And that was like, oh, good heavens. And it was when we were still doing live, and so we couldn't beep it oh. out. Um, but it was like, yeah. Um, and, you know, I had another one, and this was so funny. I had this guest, and, and he, he asked me, you know, in the pre-chat. Now, I, I sometimes swear. I said, no. And, yep. and I, I said, now, you know, granted this is recorded. And so I can, you know, go in and either. And I said, but you know, it's easy. And he said, just a minute. And I heard Russell, 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 giggle, giggle, giggle. And I'm thinking, what the heck? And he went and brought his three-year-old daughter into the room, plunked her down on the floor, gave her a coloring book or something because he never, ever swears in front of her. 
And so he did the whole program without saying anything. But, you know, that is part of the research that you should be doing. You know, if you're going to be a guest on somebody's program, listen to to their program. (laughs) Dev, number one, listen to, you have no beeswax pitching a show that you've never listened to. Mm -hmm. Come on. And you also need to do your due diligence Mm -hmm. of the host. So look at all their platforms. Mm -hmm. What are they speaking about? Mm -hmm. You don't want to sound like a scientist if they're really casual. Mm -hmm. So you've got to adapt yourself while still being yourself mm-hmm. right. to the show. You're a guest mm-hmm. in someone's house. Mm-hmm. You have to play by their mm-hmm. rules. Right. If you and want to run your show, mm-hmm. have your own show, right. and then you pick the guests to go on. Right. right. And sometimes it means you're not going to be on that program. Um, you know, I had somebody pitch to me one time, wonderful woman. You know, she, she wins awards for her PR campaigns, all sorts of things, but she cannot talk without swearing like a sailor. I mean, that's just not, and, but her clients are all extremely edgy, you know, and, 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 and I said, I'm sorry, it's just not going to work. And she said, okay. Um, you know, and, and, but it was, you know, so that's, that is part of that whole due diligence is, are you a good fit with the host? Absolutely. And it's, you need to be adaptive. You still need to remain yourself. There's mm-hmm. more than 700,000 podcasts. There's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And as you would know in PR and with pitching, a no is as good as a yes because you right. know where to move on mm-hmm. and not everything is going to be 100% hit. Right. So you will quickly learn how many pitches that you send out, that your you know team sends out, that your mm-hmm. VA sends out, that your agent sends out, whomever it is. Mm-hmm you'll learn, you get a pitch rate. So, okay, mm-hmm. I need to send, I need to find X amount of shows. Mm-hmm. Out of those shows, this is how many that will be good enough to pitch. Mm-hmm. Out of those pitches, this is how many that are likely mm-hmm. to go through. So, right. it's sort of a conversion rate. Mm-hmm. And especially if you want consistency, because yeah, you might want to go on podcast, but mm-hmm. going on one a year isn't great. So, if this is a proper strategy for you, mm-hmm. you need to think, okay, well, in whatever year, I want to hit X amount of shows. Mm-hmm. So, this is what I need to do mm-hmm. to get that. But then, Deb, it's nailing the interview and also having everything set up after the interview because if you do an awesome interview, Mm -hmm. you still need to push that out. Mm -hmm. You need to tag the host. You Mm -hmm. need to make them into Instagram. You need to promote that. Mm -hmm. You need to put it in your your setup so it gets pushed out of social Mm -hmm. media. Podcasts are evergreen. So you might record it. You might pitch it today. You Mm -hmm. might get booked in two weeks. Mm -hmm. It might not record for two months. It might not go live for four months. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you got to promote it. And someone might not listen to it for two years. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get the lead. So it is a Mm long-term strategy. It's always interesting to me when somebody mentions a program that ran several years ago, Um, you know, and and, and part of that is because of how I have it set on the website. You can look by topic and, and things like that. But the thing that continually amazes me is when we've done the program and then, you know, we, the, it goes live on Monday or on Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. You know, we're very clear about all this. My producer provides all this information. And then there's crickets. They don't promote it or I don't see it, which means they didn't tag us. And they're given all of this information, um, you know, and, and so it's kind of like, well, why did you bother doing this if you're not going to tell anybody? Now they might not have, you know, <clears throat> they might not have liked it. You know, so hopefully that's not the case. But yeah, if you've gone to all this effort, you need to be promoting it yourself and pushing it everywhere you possibly can. It's an opportunity to promote, leverage, and repurpose. Mm-hmm. Not only are you promoting the show that's 
self-contained that the host has done, mm-hmm. uh, often you can, if, if a transcript's done, you can turn that into quotes mm-hmm. um, or you can make your own transcript. There's lots of right. software mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. these days. You can turn it into a blog post. Mm-hmm. You can get the link and put that link within your email. Hey, I was on a podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're doing speeches and or um, getting up in front of an audience, you can incorporate it into speeches that you do. When I was mm-hmm. on X podcast with X host, mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of ways that you can squeeze the juice out of mm-hmm. one individual podcast episode. Right. You right. can do it behind the scenes. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm recording a podcast. Look mm-hmm. for it soon just recorded a podcast, mm-hmm. here's the behind, you know, there's a lot that you can do. And it is your responsibility as a guest to mm-hmm. promote that show mm-hmm. as an unwritten rule, but you're more likely to get asked back and right. get referrals from hosts mm-hmm. saying, oh, Kelly Glover, she was a great guest. Mm-hmm. Then if you just show up at the party, eat all the mm-hmm. food and leave and right. ghost without saying yeah, goodbye. Because I'm like, wait a minute, you didn't even throw your dirty dishes away. Yeah. You know, and, Absolutely. And it's not hard. I mean, you know, even if somebody's not all that technology savvy, you know, they can just share my post, <laughs> you know, things like that. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what amazes me is when people don't do that. Now, again, they could be, and I just don't see it. But, you know, it's kind of like, really? Well, you should be seeing it because yes. part of that is be tagging. the tagging, mm-hmm. the tagging, the hashtags, mm-hmm. um, putting it across different social media. Yeah. You know, LinkedIn is getting a lot of traction right now. Mm-hmm. People are seeing the post. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm at mainly. Also, and all those other avenues as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then, yeah. So it's shout outs to the host. Right. For sure. Well, and what I really love is when it's months later. You know, and, and, and clearly what they've done is they've used one of the variety of scheduling programs um, yes. and they've just gone in and, and done it so that, you know, and, and it's dependent on how many interviews they've done. You know, if they did 30 interviews in a month, well, that's an awful lot of content to keep pushing out at people. But if they did one or two interviews, then, you know, they can start pushing those back out at people every month, every six weeks, every, you know, whatever they think it is, and they schedule it. And it's done, um, you know, and so that works really well. Yeah. Another way to leverage podcast interviews and use them after you've done them as a host and a guest is when you have prospective clients or current clients mm-hmm. and you spoke on something, you can direct them to the podcast and say, right. you know what? I actually mentioned that in mm-hmm. this podcast, go mm-hmm. to three minutes and 57 seconds mm-hmm. and I speak on that. Right. So it's a way to let people know that you've been a guest on podcasts. Mm-hmm. And also you can put that maybe in your frequently asked questions mm-hmm. area or right. your media page mm-hmm. and direct it to there. Mm-hmm. And it's using language that you've already used mm-hmm. in a way to promote an episode, but also you don't have to answer the frequently asked questions right. that you get asked all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways that you can use podcasts mm-hmm. and right. also promote promote mm-hmm. in, in promoting them as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So Kelly, you know, I'm guessing that the, the big thing is still that people say, I don't have anything that's interesting to talk about. You know, why would anybody even care to listen to me? So what do you tell those people? Because, you know, we, we, we talked about it briefly before that people, you know, they do. They have something that somebody's going to care about. Now, maybe not an hour's worth, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it, 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 why should they go on podcasts maybe is, is what I'm trying to, to, to blurt out here. Well, podcasts, people are coming to you, right? Mm -hmm. So they are actively looking for what you are talking about. I am Mm -hmm. not going to listen to an Escalator podcast, even though I know it exists, Mm -hmm. because I'm not looking for that. See, I might listen to it now just to hear what the heck are they talking about for on an Escalator podcast. It's it's, it's attracting people instead of chasing people. Mm -hmm. 
it's engaging people instead mm-hmm. of selling to people. Mm-hmm. It's quality over quantity mm-hmm. and you're speaking the language of the audience. Mm-hmm. So I would argue that if somebody is an expert, if they have a small business, they are already doing something and they just need to speak mm-hmm. on that right. and talking before about what are the, what is everybody coming to you asking mm-hmm. for your solution? What services do you mm-hmm. offer? And everybody has, has a story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has gone from A to B and had struggles along the way. Mm -hmm. It's never been a direct line. So what is relatable to your audience? Because where you are now, maybe your audience was there five years ago. Mm -hmm. So they're struggling with how to get there. And you have this, like with all this, everything that I'm speaking about has taken me years to learn. Mm -hmm. And the information that I'm giving you to me is simple and basic Mm -hmm. and obvious. But by me telling you all this, it's going to expedite and cut Mm -hmm. out six months a year of you figuring it out yourself. Mm -hmm. So all the things that you have figured out in your business, in your expertise, mm-hmm. is going to cut off one, two years of somebody else figuring it out right. themselves. Right. So don't discount that. And the thing I would do is get that piece of paper out and what services do I offer? Mm-hmm. What blog posts do I have? What social media? What do people keep asking mm-hmm. me? What have I failed at and learned from? Mm-hmm. So you just have to do a little bit of an audit mm-hmm. of that and then that is your talking points. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what is nobody else talking about that should be? Mm-hmm. What have people been speaking on other podcasts already? Okay, so that may be covered. Do I have mm-hmm. a different spin on that? What is the problem of the audience and what solutions do they do they need and do, mm-hmm. is what I'm offering offering a solution to that that I can mm-hmm. help them? Right. So there's a lot of – it's asking yourself questions mm-hmm. and then looking at the answers mm-hmm. and repackaging it into topics and talking points right. um, and all the things. Mm-hmm. Well, Sorry. and it might not be business. It might be personal. You know, maybe, oh. you know, maybe, maybe you're talking about how to be a volunteer or, you know, all sorts of things. I mean, it's, and I think that's the thing that, that we want people to think about is you're interesting somewhere. There is something that is interesting about you and, and somebody else will be interested in it. Absolutely. So I have a client who is an accountant and mm-hmm. you might think, but accountant, so what, there's millions <laughs> of them. That's true. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And speaking about relationships, she called me to book her on podcast. By the mm-hmm. end of that session, I had hired her to be my accountant, right? Oh, perfect. So speaking mm-hmm. about relationships, it's the, the opposite. Mm-hmm. I bought from her and she was contacting mm-hmm. me for business. Now, the interesting thing about that is she knows her stuff. I know she knows her stuff. Right. But she was married. Her mm-hmm. husband, she got a divorce. Her husband left her $50,000 in debt from a gambling debt. So she was in debt. She Mm -hmm. had credit card debt and she had to come out of that. Mm -hmm. So that's her story because as an accountant, no accountant says, yeah, I was in debt and I had to come out of it and Uh credit out myself and I have credit card bills. Mm -hmm. But that makes her relatable because Mm -hmm. she did it and she did it herself. Mm -hmm. And she leveraged all the systems in America for, you know, the 0% Mm -hmm. interest. Mm -hmm. So if I'm um, something you may not know about me is that I was more than 300 pounds and I've lost, I've lost 200 pounds, right? Wow. You lost so a person. I, yes. So when I go to a dietitian, or when I went to one, I don't want to go to someone who's never been fat in their life because right. I've been fat for 40 yeah, years. Cause you can't, they can't relate. No. So with an accountant, the fact that she had been $50,000 in debt and had gotten out of that and mm-hmm. leveraged the system and figured it out, mm-hmm. I want her. Right. She's done it. She's not mm-hmm. some perfect person that looks down on mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, yeah, she's accountant. She's got accountant skills, 
but she's got a, that's her story. Mm-hmm. Right. And her story is why I want to work with her, mm-hmm. not because she's an awesome accountant, because right. that's just standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I expect you to be a CPA. Yeah. Standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so, that comes back yeah. to that no like trust. Yeah. So, and that's where the personal story comes in mm-hmm. um, of, of business along with your expertise. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So, yeah. so I absolutely agree with you. It's mm-hmm. not just for business people. Again, mm-hmm. escalators. Always mm-hmm. come back to the escalator yeah. podcast. I really am going to have to look that up. Um, you know, and when you're pitching, <coughs> excuse me, you know, it's okay to put that personal in there also. You know, to say, you know, I am an accountant that ended up $50,000 in debt and I'm going to talk to your listeners about how I got out of debt. Um, now, never, ever lie. No, no. You know, do, do oh, not no. ever. No. Um, but, you know, and, and as a host, I'm going to do, uh, you know, I'm going to, you researching me, I'm going to research you or my producer will. And, you know, and, and so I'm going to look into this a little bit and, and see, okay, is this really what's, what's going on? But, you know, it's, and it is, again, it's about making that pitch personal. Um, you know, when it's, when I can tell that it's been a cut and paste, I don't like that, um, you know, and, and now I understand, you know, especially, you know, a lot of times people are just going through, but add one sentence, you know, even if it's just, you know, I saw that you had a similar guest on your program in December. Okay. You know, I, you're not even saying you listen to the program. You just saw that it was a similar guest. That's, that's the way to, to bring that back in. But, but yeah, it's okay to put that personal information in that pitch. I would say it's crucial because Mm -hmm. podcasts are raw and personal and that's Mm -hmm. why people are listening to them for extended periods of time. Mm -hmm. If we want some shiny, glossy thing, we'll look at Instagram Mm -hmm. or we'll listen to a three-minute segment Mm -hmm. on the Today Show that's Mm self-contained. But I kind of want to know all the other things Mm -hmm. and I'm nosy and I want to hear the real stuff Mm -hmm. and I do want to relate to you and I do want something that... I can go at the end of and mm-hmm. at the end of the episode and mm-hmm. put into practice. Mm-hmm. And somebody may, Deb, you've done more than five hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. Chances are, someone has probably covered what you're already talking about. Once so, or twice. Mm-hmm. what is an angle mm-hmm. that you can add on to that and say, you know, I saw Barbara talk about tax in episode two seventy three, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about that mm-hmm. with this and add on to that. Mm-hmm. And what you're offering the host is an opportunity for them in that episode to call back to episode Mm -hmm. 273 and in the back catalog Mm -hmm. and then you're helping them promote Mm -hmm. that as well. So you're looking for opportunities. It's not just, hi, you've got a podcast, I've got a book, I want to be on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Who cares so what? You're Mm -hmm. looking for all the other things Mm -hmm. and it's a full strategy and the benefits are amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and... To me, and I mentioned this at the very start, being on podcasts should be part of your marketing, you know, yes. and, and so that comes back to exactly what you were saying with the messaging, you know, all of those things. If, if I'm, you know, if I'm talking here and, and then somebody goes to my website and it's totally different, well, that's confusing, um, you know, and, and so, you know, that now they're might be very valid reasons why it could be different. Um, you know, I have the Business Power Hour and I have Deb Creer and I have several other things, but I do have them where they all tie together so it makes sense. But, um, you know, it's it, it, it really should be part of your marketing. And, 
you know, it might not be that it's the CEO of the organization. Maybe it's, you know, but it shouldn't be the salesperson, um, mm. you know, and, and, but, you know, I, I want to hear from the CEO. I want to hear from the person who started that business from the ground up. Now, have I interviewed people who are, you know, employees? Sure. You know, and, but that's been more when they have had something very specific that they've been able to talk about. Um, but yeah, for the most part, you're, you're talking to the leader of the organization. Yeah, and we call it at the Talent Squad the speaking gig you can do without leaving the house Mm -hmm. because it really is. Right. So with podcasts, people would travel to get in a room with 500 people Mm -hmm. that are the ideal client. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they hear a podcast has 500 downloads, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, no, too small. I only want to be on the Tim Mm -hmm. Ferriss show. Well, if you were looking back at 500 sets of eyes that were listening directly to you, you would Mm -hmm. travel across the country, Mm -hmm. get that Uber, get that plane, get that ticket, get that hotel room, pay for those meals. Mm -hmm. Sounds like I'm going on because I can, because it takes a long Mm -hmm. time to even just get through airport security. Oh, so for you to... This is a heck of a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah. So for you to go to your office and or home office... Mm -hmm put the headphones on for that $100 setup, mm-hmm. go down and do that interview. It's not people that have mm-hmm. to be there at 11 o'clock on a right. Tuesday for that conference in mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio. Anyone can listen anytime in the world and in two years. Right. So it's basically like you standing in that room mm-hmm. and people just coming in whenever mm-hmm. they want and listening to you. Right. So I think that benefit is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think CEOs and higher up people do have the benefit mm-hmm. and the story is you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're a CPA, you've got the credibility markers of CPA, you've done mm-hmm. the degree, you've done the business, you've got all the things, but we also want to hear mm-hmm. the personal. Right. Well, and that's why, you know, I usually start, every once in a while I forget, but, you know, I will start my, my interviews with, tell me how you got here. Um, you know, because to me, that's one of the coolest things. And, and that's where I've learned some really cool things about some of my guests. And, you know, sometimes they've said, well, you know, I've never told somebody that, um, you know, but yeah, I want to know how you got from, you know, wherever to what you're doing now, because to me that, that comes back to that no like trust. And sure. I want to know that they went to X college and they've got X degree and, you know, certification and whatever, but it's like, how did you decide that you were going to start your own company or, you know, you have, you, you go back and forth between two continents with yours. I mean, you know, all the, to me, that's the cool part. Yeah. And it comes down to interview prep that we're speaking mm-hmm. about. So the prep and positioning, the pitching, the interview, mm-hmm. and then the promoting. Mm-hmm. So in the prep, you need to know that story. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, how can I do media? How can I do interviews? I'm mm-hmm. an introvert. Well, podcasting is the best media you can do for mm-hmm. introverts right. because you're doing it from your own home, mm-hmm. on your own schedule to one person. Mm-hmm. No one's looking at you right. and it's recorded. Very, it's very unintimidating, I hope. Yes. So it is the perfect thing for introverts and mm-hmm. often they'll get edited. Usually mm-hmm. they're live to tape, so you mm-hmm. need to go into it as if mm-hmm. they would never will be in, they never right. will be edited. But um, I think that anyone, you need to have that prep of make sure you know your messaging. And Mm -hmm. at the Talent Squad, what we say to our clients is practice in private before you go public. Mm -hmm. There's no excuses these days not to be ready. It doesn't mean you have to sound like a robot and rehearsed. Mm -hmm. It just means that you've practiced it enough to be confident Mm -hmm. that when you get asked that question, Deb, which is pretty much the number one obvious question that Mm -hmm. you need to be prepared on, know your story. Um, you've got it. Now, whether that's pressing record on your, your laptop for three minutes a day and just pra- ask yourself a question and answering it mm-hmm. or getting a member of your team, getting a mm-hmm. VA, hiring a 
task rabbit, whatever it mm-hmm. is, to ask you questions so you get used to it. So mm-hmm. by the time that you go on that hour show, you already know the answers right. to your own question and mm-hmm. you're not nervous to answer it because you've done it a million times mm-hmm. and you can go this way, go that way, mm-hmm. and, and you got your story straight. Right. And even if you have a little Bible in, a, in some file mm-hmm. on your Google Drive of these are my points of mm-hmm. my journey, my question, my, my question, you've got an arsenal to pick mm-hmm. from. And you can go any way you want and cater it to the host, to the audience that we were speaking about before. Right. So it's not hard, but it is a strategy and it is time consuming, Mm -hmm. but it's worth it and Mm -hmm. it will pay off. Right. Right. You know, and you do need to be prepared for the unexpected question. Um, Now, I'm not somebody who is going to deliberately try to trip someone up. Um, you know, to me, that's not a good interview, but, um, you know, it, sometimes there'll be a question that comes from left field and you're thinking, wait, where'd that come from? And, and sometimes before a program, I will say, is it okay if I ask you X, um, especially my, uh, the people that I'm interviewing who are attorneys, who are financial people, who, who may have some, some guidelines as to what they can and cannot say. Um, but you know, there are times where you get asked a question and you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? So you, you need to be able to respond to those also. Yes. It's also, and those are the skills, the interview skills that I think people overlook and think I'm good talking. Mm-hmm. I know how to answer questions, mm-hmm. but you need to have a little pre-prep in place right. for if I get asked a question that mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. and then know how to reframe it. Right. So you can be like, yes, that's an excellent question. I'd love to focus on mm-hmm. the top three things. Right. For, so give them something else. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, or if the interviewer isn't as skilled as you and they're not asking the questions that you want to ask mm-hmm. to get your how to wedge it back in. Jerk, mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to reframe and make sure you get your talking points mm-hmm. in there because you are there for a reason. You are a guest, but still, if they're going this way and where you want to go is this way, right. you may need to ask and answer your own mm-hmm. question, which is a skill unto mm-hmm. itself. Right. Especially if they haven't read the book, especially if they haven't mm-hmm. done their due diligence. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have, right. but if they haven't. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, and I, I try to get as many of their talking points and things like that in there as, as possible, but it doesn't always happen. Um, you know, and, and I've, I've talked about this before. I interviewed somebody one time who came in and this was when we were still face to face in interviews and she had her seven things of, of, you know, I was to ask her this and this and this and this, and I did one and I did two. And then the conversation took us to like number seven. I mean, it was just, Mm. and she went, and I'm like, it's okay. Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll get no. to all of them, you know. And and so I don't always get to everybody's things, but that is where it's good to have that skill to to bring that back if it's something you really want to make sure that gets in there. Now, it might you know, you might be perfectly happy with not having talked about it. Oh, absolutely. And it's just having it's being prepared mm-hmm. because then you can be relaxed and mm-hmm. truly get into the interview, knowing you know what I've got these things. If yeah. I need them, I know how to answer them. Mm-hmm. If I need goes wrong I know mm-hmm. how to answer mm-hmm. that and you'll never be worried about an interview again mm-hmm. so right. it's just having those skills practicing having mm-hmm. the techniques having them written down if you're mm-hmm. worried about it so for me even when I do an interview I'll just have a little google doc in front of mm-hmm. me because even though you can tell I can speak to the cows come home I still like having something there mm-hmm. in case right. there's a moment when I just forget mm-hmm. that I can go through I can reposition myself and then keep going with right. that interview right we have times but, when we yeah. don't remember our own name. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. And I will always have the host name in front of me mm-hmm. just in case I have a blank. Mm-hmm. So, right. and then do I need to use it? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Do I need to use my sheet? Not really, right. but it makes me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
knowing mm. it's there. And that comfort is going to mean mm. I can give you everything that I've got, Deb. Right. You know, and you've done probably hundreds, if not thousands of interviews. So the fact that you still kind of have that little comfort thing there, I think is something that's encouraging to people who are thinking, oh, it's like, no, it's okay. You know, because we do, we get sidetracked. We have, you know, bad days. We have whatever. And, and it's nice just to have that little thing there. You know, I always have, you know, my, my documents that yeah. have all that information. One of the things that I, as a host, ask for is the correct pronunciation of somebody's name. I yes. don't want to interview somebody and have been saying their name wrong the whole time. Um, now, do I, and I still get stuck on names. That's just one of those bugaboos. But, you know, that's just kind of one of those things where I, I as the host, want to make sure I have that correct. Absolutely. And if you're a guest on a show, the, the inverse goes as well. Mm -hmm. So because I might have pitched a show, gotten on a show, seen the name, and then with the accent, sometimes like right. Tara, mm -hmm. Tara, mm -hmm. it's the pronunciation, mm -hmm. but I will make sure I go back and listen to the show to mm -hmm. make sure I pronounce it in the correct right. way. Right. So it's yeah. the host's name as well. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and of course, one of the nice things about some of the technology, like here on Skype, the, or not Skype, Zoom that we're using, it has their name. Now, it doesn't always. I interviewed somebody the other day and their account was their corporate account. So the yeah. name wasn't there. Um, you know, and, and yeah. so, you know, I, and I will have, I have two big monitors in front of me that I'm gesturing at for those who are, you know, and, and so I have a lot of stuff that's on my monitors in front of me that I can look and back, look back and forth at. And I'll tell you, it's taken practice once we started doing video to not be going, okay, I'm going to look over here. Okay, I'm going to look over here, you know, to, to yeah. just very subtly be able to move my eyes and look at those things. And still stay on mic and give good sound. Right, um, right. You're right. I forgot about that Zoom element and I will always still write the name on the sheet. Mm -hmm. It just goes back to oh, my yeah. radio days. Mm -hmm. I will always write it on mm -hmm. there because if you're doing things and pressing a million mm -hmm. buttons, sometimes you can forget the name of the person right. who you're speaking oh, yeah. to. It just oh, yeah. happens for yeah. everybody. Yeah. <sighs> Kelly. You are, are you okay, Deb? I'm sorry. It's been an hour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so much fun. And look, I still have a voice. This is really fun. Um, but the, the, what I really want now is, you know, so we've, we've wetted people's whistles. They're thinking, ooh, this is something that I can do. But they, they really don't know how to go about it themselves. And so they're going to contact the Talent Squad. So tell us more about the Talent Squad and what you guys do. Yeah, so we are a podcast guest booking agency and we book podcast tours for entrepreneurs and authors. Mm -hmm. So if you are just starting out and would like to be on podcasts, the usual ways people do it is they hire an agency like us mm -hmm. to outsource and do all the legwork. And if you want to do a tour, that's a great place to start. The other way is if you have someone in your team and you want them to do it mm -hmm. or a virtual assistant. Or do it yourself. Mm -hmm. They're the few options. Right. So I don't want to be like, we're the only way for you to do it. It's not. You can do it mm -hmm. yourself and you've got lots of tips. Mm -hmm. But if you do want to start with outsource an agency and leverage that, it's thetalentsquad.com. Okay. But just get started mm -hmm. and get started practicing and start looking at things because if you are not getting yourself booked or getting an agency booking you on podcasts, your competitor is and now is the time right. to at least get that microphone, mm -hmm. get that practice. Mm -hmm. um, what are your talking points? Mm -hmm. So please get started because like we said, you are a personal brand. Mm -hmm. You don't brand yourself. Someone else will brand you. So take control of your brand and your message. I'm a big believer in that. Right. You know, and 
we all have our stories. You know, it, it, it seems a lot of times with a business owner, a CEO or whatever, we get caught up in we're the head of that business and we're that business. That's not what we want to hear. We want to hear about the personal story. And, you know, then you get the little business in there. But it's, it's that story. And that's, you know, and I think, you know, to, to, to bring it first full circle, that really is, I think, what appeals about podcasts. You know, it's not the, okay, I'm going to really age myself right now. It's not Walter Cronkite or Dan Rather interviewing somebody. You know, it's not Kim Kardashian. I think no. Um, it's you. It's me. Now, I'm famous in my own head. <laughs> but and my cats think I'd, I'm famous. But I'd rather be a leader in my field yeah. than be famous. Mm-hmm. I want to go yeah. to the grocery store without people looking at me. Yeah. But I do want to be a leader in my industry. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that is absolutely mm-hmm. a great goal. Right. Right. Um, and whether it's, you know, that yeah. you're the leader of everything or just in your community or whatever it is, you know, you have a message that people want and need to hear. And I think that's the thing that, that we really want people to remember. Yes. And the last little thing, and I, again, like I re- didn't realize this was a thing, but if you can't recognize your own topics, values, what people want to hear from you, change your name and get a piece of paper and write it down. So instead of saying like Kelly Glover was mm-hmm. an entertainment reporter, went mm-hmm. to Miramax with the tour guide, lost to change the name to Debbie. Oh, mm-hmm. that's your name. I've just looked up <laughs> at the screen. So, to Anna. Anna, mm-hmm. whatever the name is, and mm-hmm. be like, Anna, oh, mm-hmm. 18 years in media, mm-hmm. um, won a podcast. And when you change the name and look at it, if, that, if you met that person, you mm-hmm. would think they're amazing. Right. So sometimes just that exercise of mm-hmm. getting it away from yourself, you would cool. think that they were the best person. But that's cool. actually you and you are amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. So just right. use that little exercise to change the name, put it down, and that will help you distance yourself from yourself mm-hmm. and recognize what your value is, what your talking points is, what you've achieved and where you actually sit. Perfect. Because if you met yourself and it wasn't you, you would think that you were pretty fabulous. Right. And you are. I mean, that's, that's the thing to remember is we are all fabulous and we have great messages and information that we need to share with people. Absolutely. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fascinating, delightful time talking with Kelly Glover of the Talent Squad. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.